Searching for a job is hard. It can feel so overwhelming and you just don't know where to start. Once you get your resume polished up and LinkedIn profile ready, then what next? Most people just apply to as many jobs as they can find, but the experts tell you to network, network, network. It's pretty easy to find recruiters and job coaches to talk to, but the hardest ones to find are the hiring managers and they hold the golden tickets. I've made it my mission to find these folks and get them to spill some of their secrets. And who knows, maybe one of them is my future boss. Well, welcome everybody. Thanks to the next episode of my Future Boss podcast. And today I'm excited to welcome Brent Holt, who is the head of integrated content production for Dell Blue. Hi, Brent. Hi, Suzanne. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it's September, so maybe it's not going to be so hot. Oh, yeah, right? it's, it's so fall like outside. <laughs> <laughs> In two weeks, it's officially fall. Thank you so much again for joining me. And let's just, to kick it off, will you tell me a little bit about your professional background? Yeah, I have been in advertising for a long time, probably count 23, 33 years. Wow, it's a long time to be in advertising. I started out (laughs) as an account person a long time ago in Dallas and quickly realized I did not, I was not good at being an account person. And so I became a sales rep for a production company that was based in Austin. And that's where I started learning about production. And then I went back to the agency world as a mid-level producer in the early 90s. And I've been in production ever since. Cool. That's interesting. Because kind of, I don't know if you knew this about my background. I started out um, as an assistant buyer at Neiman. Thought I wanted to be a buyer. Oh, I And did that for that. a year. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to do the math. But I was at Neiman, so I got in their catalog and then backed into their creative team. So I've met some creative people that kind of, you get into some jobs, you're like, eh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, else. I worked at the Richards Group in Dallas, and I and I started hanging around all these creative types. I'm like, they have more fun. I want to be with those people. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. Exactly, yeah. Well, can you tell me about, you know, your current role in team? Yeah, I'm the head of production for Dell Blue, which is the in-house agency for Dell. We have a team of roughly 35-ish people, depending on the freelancers we have in-house. And that's comprised of mostly producers, video and still producers, and then editors, a couple of film directors, a couple of photographers, and we've become a big team. Can you tell me about your favorite project? campaign or story from your career it's still oh my it's so funny you asked that question my these guys i worked with at the richards group back in the early 90s we stay in touch and we still say it is still our favorite project we've ever worked on it was 1994 we all we all had never been out of the country and we did this project for american standard the air conditioner and we shot in the south of france for two weeks and Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) And it was pretty heady, especially when you're young and you're like, oh, I'm going to be doing this all the time. And it's still, I've still never had one as good. So we were in the south of France for two weeks. We spent two long weekends in Paris. And it was back when budgets were not really paid attention to so much. So it was also really fine dining, really fine wine. It was a, it was an amazing experience. So it's still my favorite. How, how did the creative come out? Uh, it was beautiful. great. And in fact, it's funny you ask. It, the spot turned out great. I still love the commercial. We didn't even have clients on the shoot. <laughs> they all were right? just doing your thing. Just did yeah. our thing. And, it, and <laughs> then we, yeah, I'll never forget. I actually thought of this the other day because um, I was listening to the talking heads. And I remember we flew from Paris to New York to go edit the commercial. And the very first night I was with my writer, Mike Bales, 
we had dinner right next to David Byrne. We ended up meeting David Byrne. And it was like, wow, this can't get any more surreal than this whole, this, this right now. So yeah. So it was, it <laughs> your was whole fun. career has been downhill after that. Sorry. Totally. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, now I'm going to segue to what do you love about your current role in the company? I think the best thing about it is I was on the agency side for a really long time. And one thing about being on the brand side is you the uh, stress and tension of having a client and potentially losing that client is gone. And so it's it's an interesting transformation to go through where you all just work for the same company and you all have the same goals. Because I've had some really, really bad clients in my career and really rude and mean and don't really care or or give any respect to, you know, our side of of advertising. And so it was very refreshing to get to a world where everybody is, I mean, everybody's pretty nice to each other. And you're not worried about losing the account and you're not working on new business all the time. So it is a much... It's a much less stressful world to live in. It really is. So, and it, it seems like a direction that a lot of companies are going towards. I, I know that Dell seems like it was one of the first, but as I've been on my job search, I found a lot of big companies are bringing their creative in-house. They'll yeah. still use external agencies for specific things, like probably broadcast and some of the bigger things. And I know Dell uses and has used an external agency for catalogs that's so specialized, but. You know, y'all were a little ahead of the curve. So yeah, that, that seems to be the way it's going. It really is. And it's funny about before I, start, I started Dell a little over four years ago. And the, the year before that, I was freelancing out in San Francisco a lot. And that's where I first started hearing about in-house, how, how popular it was starting to get. But but I never realized how big it was until I came into Dell. And then hear about the Apples and the Facebooks and Google. And, you know, now everyone has in-house advertising. So it has become a big, big thing. And, and again, I, you know, I have friends at some of those other companies and they say the same thing. It's just not as stressful as the agency world. So, yeah. Yeah. So what kind of people make great additions to your team? Fun people, never too serious, but take their job seriously. They, you know, one thing I did learn early on in my career is, is just try to do the best work you can. You're not always going to be able to do it, but at least try. And so that's, that's the type of people I think being on the team is just have, you know, some sense of, I want to do the best job I can. It's not always going to be great, but you know, you gave it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So are there any red flags you watch for when you're interviewing for people that might not be a good fit for the team? Yeah, I think, um, I, I think it's taken me a while, but I finally got into a pretty good place in my, in my management career where it's just, it's a, it's more personality feeling, whether you just generally click with that person immediately. And I kind of go with my gut on that. So I, I can't think of anything specific. It's just, it's a personality of, you know, are they, are they too intense? Are they too lackadaisical? Is it, you know, I don't know. There's something that I just feel in the interview. And listen, I've been wrong too. We have hired people that didn't work out for various reasons, but, but generally it's just a feel of, do you click with that person? You know, it's kind of like going on a first date and okay. Yeah. I, I want to keep dating because I kind of click with you on the first date. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I've heard that during my job search, it's, pretty even like you're trying to find out about the role and they're trying to find out about you and figure out if you're going to be the right culture fit seems to be almost as important a lot of as the skills the skills get you in the door but then what gets you the job is when they think that you're going to really work with the team well yeah yeah it's, it's funny you say that because i when i was still freelancing when i was out in san francisco I, I had not had really formal interviews for a long time several jobs i had in a row i got through contacts and friends and so i never had gone th- i hadn't gone through the formal interview process for years and i interviewed for this job in san francisco 
And the guy tells me all about their company and he goes, so do you have any questions for me? And I said, no, I don't think so. And <laughs> needless to say, I didn't get the job. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm supposed to ask questions? Wow, I didn't know. So, yeah, it has changed a little. One of my, one of my pieces of job advice for all job seekers is to always ask the question at the end of the interview, is there anything I can clarify or any concerns you have for me with this role? Because to me, that gives them the sense if they have any questions, you know, if you always, that, that seemed to work well as a wrap-up question, just because you want to make sure that they don't have any outstanding questions before they have to, you know, put a check next to your name or an X next to your name. So. Yeah, and I've, I've learned that too from, from uh, my fiance works in the software world. And, and when she has gone through the interview process, she I've, I've listened to her do that. And then also do a follow-up email. Hey, I've thought about yeah. some of my answers or I've thought about some of the questions and I have a few more things I want to either clarify or ask you. And I, I think that's a really important. Yeah. Okay. So your, your comment on this next question will be interesting because you're in a studio, but your thoughts on working for home versus an office. I think with studio, y'all kind of have to be together at some point, but you know, with this climate currently, how has it worked for y'all and what would you prefer? Beginning was really, really strange as it was for everyone. Um, I think we've gotten into a pretty good groove over the last year with it. But it, you, I mean, you, you, you do know our studio is generally pretty fun and it's a fun group of people in, in that work in it. We always have music going on and you feel like you're in production all the time. So I think everybody misses that camaraderie and it does make it easier as producers to have somebody sitting across the room to ask a question really quick for some, for some help. But we have adapted pretty well. We do a lot of Zoom meetings, obviously, and it has become, I mean, we also do Zoom happy hours and it's become comfortable, but I think everybody wants to go back to the studio at least a few days. We'll, we'll, we never have to go back full time, but we'll go back when we're allowed at least a few days a week just to see everybody and hang out yeah. and get out of the house. Yeah. So I guess, I guess y'all will go to a hybrid model. That's what the, they're yeah, calling it. That, that's what the kids are <laughs> calling it. Exactly, the hybrid model. So what's the best career advice you've ever received? Question. Now I'm thinking back. I had a boss in New York. I worked at Ogilvy & Mather in New York. It was my first job in New York. I had these two bosses, and they were both amazing, both very different from each other. And one of them was named Texas East. That was his real name, and he embodied <laughs> embodied everything that name that name sounds like. He was just a character, he is still a character. And he told me one time, because I was really stressing out over something, and he just said, hey, it's okay, it's just an effing commercial. And that was like, oh, okay, he's right. It is just a commercial. I want to do a good job, but it's not, you know, it's not going to end the world if this doesn't turn out well. And it just made me calm down a little. And I have said that to a lot of people since then, you know. So yeah. it just made, it put it into perspective for me. Yeah, you're not doing brain surgery. No one's going to die. Yeah. No one's going to die. You're just trying to get someone to part with money. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to meet their needs, Brent. Exactly. That's meet what their they, needs. And if they happen I, to give you a lot of money, that's good. <laughs> that's what I'm supposed um, to say. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, to wrap this up, can you just share a fun fact about yourself? A uh, fun fact. Let's see. This has been a really positive thing that's come out of COVID. I, when I moved back to Austin from New York six years ago, I started guitar lessons. I'd never played guitar lessons. I'd never taken lessons in my life, and I started playing them, and I got fairly decent at it. But because of COVID, I sit in this little six by 10 room every day, all day long. And when I'm not in meetings, I've been able to practice guitar. And so I've gotten really accomplished at it. And it's like, it's just a fun thing that has come out of COVID. I never would have become this good if I didn't sit in the same room all the time. So, so what do you, what do you like to play? I see a Tom Petty 
poster behind you. Do you I play love, a lot of Tom music yeah, or what do you Tom play? That, that is actually a concert poster from uh, Wrigley Field from the last year he toured before he passed away. Yeah, generally rock and roll. I'm a I'm an old school rock and roll guy. I'm kind of getting into some some roots blues music lately these days. Like I've, I'm listening to this guy Slim Harpo this morning. That is an old school blues guy that the Rolling Stones covered a bunch of his songs. A bunch of people have covered his songs. But it's getting back into the roots of, of where a lot of rock came from. But yeah, rock and roll. Very cool. Well, do you play any Duran Duran? <laughs> I will for you, Suzanne. Name a song <laughs> and I'll learn the chords. I promise. Learn Save a Prayer because it has pretty acoustic guitar. By the way, so I, love looking for acoustic guitar. I love Duran Duran in the 80s, so. <laughs> right there with you. If you were playing bass, I'd say play Rio, because actually bass players that don't even like Duran Duran love the Rio bass line, so if you ever want to YouTube that, like, all these people always, like, love that bass Oh, that's line. fine. You know, my guitar well, teacher tells me that very thing. He said, because he, he, you know, he and I had the same, generally the same music taste, so when I, when I learned songs from him, it's a lot of stuff he loves, but he said, I've got students that want stuff that I just never could stand, but then I'll find something like the bass line is really difficult. And really fun to learn. So that's it. I'll, I'll yeah. look it up. Look it up. So, well, thank you so much for joining today and just sharing a little bit about your career. It was great to chat. You're very welcome. Thanks for doing this, Suzanne. This is Suzanne Baldwin. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you've learned something new to help on your job search. Make sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast player. You can also connect with me at SuzanneBaldwin.com. Maybe one of you is my future boss.